1: Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter.
0: The ML Sports Platter, of course, back with you. All over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it, iHeartMedia, and Amazon Music. Go download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. We are brought to you by Camilla's Golf Club. I played there today. The place looks spectacular, so if you're in and around... Central New York or trying to go, uh, you know, throughout the great state of New York, you're a traveling golfer, etc. I'm telling you, it's worth the drive. The views, the greens, uh, the um, unbelievable fairways, great food, had a chicken Caesar wrap after my round. Uh, place is great. Camillus Golf Club, the official golf course of the ML Sports Platter. And of course, you can visit them online at CamillusHillsGolfClub.com. That's CamillusHillsGolfClub.com. You can still grab 2021 memberships as well. And I wanted to quickly also say thank you to Bryant & Stratton College and our good friends over at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group and Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare. Let's talk some Green Bay Packers. A little bit of drama going on in Packerland. One of the best in the business, a long time, Wisconsin sports and Packers insider and TV personality. Does an unbelievable job for uh, the group out there in Milwaukee, uh, the NBC affiliate. It is our good friend from TMJ4, Lance Allen. Lance, welcome back, buddy. Lot going on, huh? It is all good, Mike. How are you doing today? Think things are fine. Uh, I'm going to just throw out the open-ended questions two-parter to start things. I want to just give you the floor on what you've seen, what you've heard. The incredible drama going on in Green Bay, Wisconsin. What's next for the Packers and what's next for Aaron Rodgers?
1: Boy, every time I'm on a show, Mike, I always think, "Oh, we could talk Bucks or we could talk Brewers or we could talk a lot of
0: different." Yeah, talk- no, 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 no. Right, right to the Packers. Yeah, right. To the Packers. We, go,
1: we go right to yeah. the Packers in this state, and of course, was Aaron Rodgers. And uh, you know, I have lot to base this on but this is my I was on a radio show earlier today I've been on multiple shows and my standard pat line is when people say what do you think will happen if 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 I'm wrong you can come back and play this and say hey you were way off or whatever but my guess is that Aaron Rodgers will probably skip the off-season activities, meaning there is a mandatory mini camp next week, June eighth through the tenth. That he will skip a lot of the off-season stuff, uh, and and just a guess, a wild guess, is that just before training camp, um, he he makes a, a comeback or or whatever happens, and he plays one more year in Green Bay, and then all bets are off because if you look at. The, the the money and the numbers and the whatever it's just a guess and a gut hunch. I think that's what happens. But yeah, I will freely admit there have been days where I felt like ah, there's no way you know he's not playing in Green Bay or ah, there's no way that they're going to trade him. And then you, you have those moments of creeping doubt because you just don't know.
0: most of this goes back to obviously Green Bay taking Jordan Love in the NFL draft. And look, the Packers, I think, made a pretty smart move by taking Jordan Love. They wanted to grab depth at the position. They know eventually Aaron Rodgers will not be the quarterback of the Packers, whenever that is. And oh, by the way, the production of Aaron Rodgers had showed not a significant decline, but, you know, a, a, a stead a, kind of a steady decline. How, how were the Packers supposed to handle this the right way with how Aaron Rodgers is. In other words, Aaron Rodgers needs, you know, he, he wants to be told. He wants to be in the know. He's he's obviously a drama queen. Tom Brady is being told that they're taking a quarterback. They give him the heads up, but if they didn't give him the heads up, I don't think Brady would feel threatened by it and and go nuts about it because that's not his personality. So what, what should the Packers have done in terms of, having an eye on the future, grabbing Jordan Love, how should they have approached it with Aaron Rodgers, based on how his personality is?
1: You know, like sports, and especially professional sports with the money that's made is such a fantasy land that it's always dangerous in my opinion to equate it to real life. But the one real life thing that seems to either polarize people or you're on one side or the other is when I pose the question, okay, if somebody came into your office today and said we, and and maybe they didn't give you the heads up, but that they are bringing in a 23 year old, that there is no way they can pass on their talent and they love their future. And they just want to see where it goes. And they, you know, it's possible that this person replaces you, but they, they just feel like they would be a great addition to the team. Yeah. Uh, Does your place of employment, Owe it to you when I I've been at you know WTMJ for 25 years. Do they owe it to me to give me the heads up if they hire someone half my age and say we just could not pass on this person and we'll talk about it more in the future and we'll just see where it goes? Or do they have the right, because they're the ones that sign the checks and run the business, to run the business <laughs> however they see fit to run the business? And you know, a little bit of me says, OK, you know, Brian Gutekunst, maybe he could have had someone uh, dial up Aaron Rodgers, text Aaron Rodgers, let him know, hey, this is what's happening. It's happening really quick. We're going to talk more tomorrow. You know, OK, may, maybe you could at least give someone the, the courtesy, the heads up or whatever. But I think you're hitting on something really key, Mike, and that's OK. Yeah. Do you side more with the organization and or the business? Do you side more with the player or, or people's rights? And it's it's that age-old question. And the other thing is, is for years, you're right, that the Packers really didn't have a lot of unbelievable backup quarterbacks. And when something happened to Aaron Rodgers, it greatly affected the team. Um, And and there's also uh, the argument of if you are as great or as good as what you think you are and other people think you are, you probably don't care. Who comes in because there's a part of me and, and a part of some people, not to, to completely make it about me, but sometimes you have that inner drive in you that's, hey, they can bring in whoever they want, or they can bring in somebody, and I'm going to show them that I'm still the best option possible. So you're, yeah. you're right. It really is one of those subjects that really gets people talking, and I think that's why people love talking about it.
0: Here's the thing. I'm not inside the walls. I... Uh- Follow the NFL. I do more on the Buffalo Bills side of things, but I, I obviously, you know, I don't. I'm not a a reporter in a sense for all the teams or anything like that on a on, on a big scale. But I follow the NFL as closely as I can. Talk to as many people, insiders, whoever, like yourself, and and my overview is this: I think Aaron Rodgers is being a crybaby. I really do. This guy's made a ton of money from the Green Bay Packers. They go to the playoffs every single year. You can bitch and moan all you want about Matt LaFleur kicking the field goal and all the rest, but where was Aaron Rodgers on second down? Where was Aaron Rodgers on third down? The running lanes were there. He didn't take it. He didn't make plays himself. They were still one game away from the Super Bowl. They're always in the mix. They're always a top six team every year in the NFL, assuming he's the quarterback in 2021, and we'll get to that in a minute. The Packers are right there. I mean, they're right there every single year. They were one win away from the big game. I think he's being a crybaby, and I think he's also gotten a lot of help over the years. Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Corey Lindsley, Greg Jennings, they just signed uh, 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 the running back. They got A.J. Dillon in the draft. They've built offensive pieces. The defense has been good enough. The coaching hasn't, but the defense has been good enough. I think he's been a crybaby. Am I wrong? Well... Once
1: again, I, I, I have made. I, I try to be as honest as I can be, and you probably deal with it with the Buffalo Bills. Is there are some people who are closer to Homer status, and there are other people who look at it a little more realistically. But fandom is fandom, and that's why most people uh, they wear Aaron Rodgers jerseys and they're not wearing Matt Lafleur, Brian Gutekunst, or Mark Murphy jerseys, and they cheer for the player more than they cheer for the, the organization or the management. Um, Aaron Rodgers does have a chip on his shoulder and does hold grudges. We've seen that. Um, You are correct. Um, The older you get, the less you want to get hit. Um, Aaron Rodgers was not sacked a lot, not pressured a lot, not hit a lot. And in that NFC Championship game was pressured, hit, and sacked more than any other game that season. And on third down, that probably affected thought process on do i run for it do i not um because as you get older you don't want to get hit as much and for those that um say that okay they haven't drafted a, a receiver in the first round or they haven't given them weapons or this or that or whatever there are times where yes the defense has not come through or certain things have gone horribly awry as you mentioned whether it's coaching decisions or certain things but you also look at it and To my friends who, you know, look at it only from a certain perspective, uh, my my role, your role, Mike, is to look at it from every angle
0: possible. Absolutely, yep.
1: And not be weaving pom poms, and not uh, you know, like you know, whatever. Like you know, the players don't sign my paychecks; the organization doesn't sign my paychecks. So I'm not the sides here. But your argument, and I have made this argument, is okay. A friend of mine is very animate about Brian Gutekunst claiming that he's just going to ruin the organization. And I go, okay, is it ruining the organization when you've drafted Jair Alexander, right. Dickens, really? you re-signed Aaron Jones, you did re-sign David Bakhtiari, you're trying to bring back Devontae Adams, who knows where that goes, you re-signed Kenny Clark, you've got a number of pieces to the puzzle that you have either drafted or kept. You have serious cap ramifications going forward, and that's why I don't think a trade, in my opinion, is necessarily something that the Packers could stomach, because you have serious cap ramifications in the future, and guys needing to take you know, either pay cuts or, or restructures. You signed $182 million worth of free agents in the Smith and Smith combination, Adrian Amos, and Billy Turner a couple of years ago when the previous guy, Ted Thompson was labeled as the, I don't sign free agents guy. Um, Aaron Rodgers was, uh, you know, like for whatever, I mean, maybe it was time for Mike McCarthy to to part ways with the Packers, but they fired the head coach that it was, you know, you you want, it was time to part ways and and there was friction there. The the head coach that runs the system that you kind of want was hired. Um, You know, you were at when you signed your name to a contract in 2018, you were the highest paid player ever in NFL history. And at that time, and from all intents and purposes, contract extensions have been offered to up that and and push the money in the future. And so I I do tend to push back when people say, boy, they've really short sighted or or short circuited Aaron Rodgers. Right.
0: Whatever. It it, it makes no sense. Yeah, Yeah. it makes no sense. And what I was going to add into that too is that while they've gotten Jair Alexander and all these offensive weapons, and you know, not many quarterbacks. I'm telling you, Lance. You know, (laughs) you know as well as I do. There are a lot of elite quarterbacks in the history of the NFL who, for a duration of time, have not had anywhere near the offensive line that Aaron Rodgers has had. Now. You can give me the weapons all day long, and I would agree. I mean, I I actually did a podcast on this a few months back that you could argue that Aaron Rodgers' supporting cast is better than Tom Brady's. It just happened that the Brady's Brady Bucks beat the Packers and won the Super Bowl. It's also a team sport. You could argue that Aaron Rodgers' supporting cast wide receiver-wise is better than Patrick Mahomes. It's better than the Buffalo Bills. You could argue that, and I just look at it, and I'm like, you know what? You can give me the weapons. You can give me the offense as a whole, but it's always up front. How are you protected? How much time do you have? Yeah, if you have weapons, you're going to hit them. You know, if you have a great offensive line. If you don't, you're going to get sacked. Lance, this offensive line has been made up properly. And to your point, Packers front offices... They've worked within the cap perfectly to build around Aaron Rodgers inside of that. I don't know where his complaints are. The offensive line's been unbelievable, and I think the the, the salary cap has been managed as well, right? Well,
1: and the, the complaints lie with not Jordan Love the person, it's the drafting of Jordan Love. What, you know, and I, I always, I'm a, I'm a wordsmith, Mike, so I really look <laughs> at, the, at the words, you yeah. know, and yeah. words mean something to me, and, sure. and the whole the whole Kenny Mayne interview to me when he said, uh, I have no problem with Jordan Love, I do believe that. I don't think he has a problem with Jordan Love the person. I think he has a problem with the drafting of Jordan Love. And and, and there's a big difference there yeah. at, And trading up to get him. Um, and then you're right in the sense that I think it's a testament to the Buccaneers' defense. And it's also a testament that David Bakhtiari did not play and they were shifting tackles and you know that that Aaron Rodgers was pressured hit you know sack more than than any other game last year but you're right for the most part last year the, the line did unbelievably well until the worst possible time against arguably the best defense in the NFL last year and it is um Yeah, it is a little bit puzzling to me that you can make the argument about the first-round receivers and things like that. I get that. But Devontae Adams is an all-pro caliber
0: He's the best wideout in the game.
1: A lot of people feel that way, Mike. There are some people who, you know, he doesn't probably
0: get the recognition he deserves. He's the best, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah, you you can pump it up a little bit,
1: but... Okay, so so Matt LaFleur comes from the McVeigh Shanahan system. And name me, you know, for the 49ers, or name me unbelievable receivers, with the exception of maybe one name or something like that, of, of of receivers that have come from that system or or that are like all elite, all pro, all world. And yes, you have that in Devontae Adams, but this whole argument of you have to have an incredible number two receiver. They've got, I I wouldn't say unbelievable, but the decent, good options. And the McVeigh Shanahan system is going to the tight end is going to the running backs is getting the running backs involved in the passing game, as well as the running game, maybe more than the McCarthy system. And that's the system and that's the coach. And that's the person that you brought in. So I, I don't totally buy into that either. And I, I'm, Well, as I've said, I'm not going to condone everything. I'm going to listen to everything. I think there are some valid issues on the table, but I'm also not just going to rush the judgment and say, rubber stamp it. Okay, that's the way it is, because I am paid to think about it from every direction. And I think there are
0: many valid points on many different issues. A couple more quick ones for Lance Allen, the terrific Packers and Milwaukee uh, sports insider for TMJ4, the main sports anchor, NBC Milwaukee. Get him on Twitter, at Lance Allen. And Allen, of course, with an A. That's at Lance, A-L-L-A-N. Give him a follow uh, on Twitter. How much of the drama, in your opinion, rests solely on Matt LaFleur versus Aaron Rodgers as opposed to front office versus Aaron Rodgers? I get the sense that... LaFleur and Rodgers, maybe, you know, have actually been okay with each other. Like, LaFleur was brought in. That was another deal with Rodgers, right? Like, how come you didn't, con- you know, consult me t- who's going to be the head coach? But then they, like, instantly had chemistry and they were winning, and Rodgers has freedom in the offense, right? This is more about front office than it is Rodgers versus LaFleur, is it not? It, it, it seems that way, Mike. I have
1: kind of just thought about the whole a couple of times when you've seen uh, Aaron Rodgers get really displeased with the calls that are coming in from the sideline. Uh, it has made me wonder hmm. about the, a little bit. I wouldn't say I, I will definitely say that it's more, you know, obviously the, the, the ire is more toward Brian Gutekunst, the ge, the general manager and to and to another extent, maybe Mark Murphy and the front office rather than the coaching staff. But it has made me think at least a little bit about, okay, we have seen occasionally during games some camera cut shots of Aaron Rodgers F-bombing the sideline or or being displeased with a call. And, and we don't know anything for a fact, but it does seem like maybe there's a little something there. I wouldn't say it's at the level of anything else. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. And I thought when you first started this off, Mike, you put it very well that another thing that I've stressed to people is when you think that the team uh, that they've either sabotaged Aaron Rodgers or this or that or whatever, it's simply that part of it is simply not true because yeah. they're still a top four team in the NFL. Last I checked, they played in the NFC Championship game and could have won that game easily. They didn't. Oh. They, didn't. they didn't. But they could have won that game. Yeah. So okay, yeah. so they are a top four team in the NFL. And, and and all of this friction, drama, whatever chemistry, it, it may affect the team greatly of a team that arguably is pretty much good to go and ready to make another run.
0: Okay, so here it is. I mean, <laughs> Sunday, September 12th. I mean, as we record this, it's early June. So we got, what, June, July, August, 12-ish weeks, September, a couple more, 14 weeks, 13, 14 and a half weeks, whatever the – whatever the week total is here, at New Orleans, 425 on Fox. That's a Joe Buck, Troy Aikman game. That is the opener of the NFL season. That is no Drew Brees, but it's Packers-Saints. Is Aaron Rodgers in a Packer uniform for that game? I'm
1: going to say yes by what I said earlier. I was earlier, I was like, you know, 75-25, you know, just because the salary cap, you can shove $17 million one direction and $14 million another direction as of today, uh, which is a little more palatable than $31 million and $38 million in debt money. So I get the fact that now it's at least a little more of a possibility.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, but, but I still think that's a lot of money for a team that's pretty tight up against the cap and going to have cap problems in the future. So my... I, maybe I'm Pollyanna-ish. Maybe I'm too optimistic, whatever. I'm still in the 65-35 camp that he suits up week one for the Green Bay Packers. Okay,
0: final one for you. Let me sneak in a Brewers question. See, I told you I could do it. Some people can do it. <laughs> you know, some people can. I'm not going to talk to you about the Bucks because I can't stand the NBA. I can't stand everything that's gone on there, The whole, all, all the nonsense, the product, the woke crap, the BL. I can't even deal with it right now. Uh, But I want to talk Brewers with you because, and baseball's been driving me nuts too, but I think the Brewers are a pretty fun team. I mean, you got a really good bullpen. Josh Hader, I love watching him pitch no matter what. I don't care what the analytics say. Here's the thing. The Cardinals just got an awful blow with Flaherty being out for, it looks like, a really long time, according to their manager, uh, Schilt. So, here we are with the Brewers, right? Like, you've got a an outstanding bullpen. You have Brandon Woodruff, who is a Cy Young co- uh, candidate. And, oh, by the way, so is his teammate and Corbin Burns. If they get a little bit out of a couple of different guys, they went out and got a bunch of defensive help, Jackie Bradley Jr. and company. Is, does it really come down just to Christine Yelich, you know, 75% of him, and then they win the division? Is that where we are here? Give me the State of the Union on the Brewers. Yeah, their hitting has been the issue, but in years
1: past, and you follow baseball as much as anybody, Mike, that hitting was usually never a problem for the Brewers. Never,
0: never. You know, it was more pitching and defense, and I'll be honest,
1: the defense has probably been not quite as good as what I thought it would be when you have four gold glovers on your team, Um, and it was a clear shift in the offseason, in my opinion, that you've got the homegrown talent in addition, you know, meaning Woodruff and Burns, in addition to uh, Freddie has pitched really well, Adrian Hauser, they still have high hopes for it. He's been good in spots. Um, so the pitching has been great. I think the defense could be a little bit better, but they do have the elements of a really good defense. And it, it was clear to me, the shift was pitching and defense. The, the fall off of the hitting has quite frankly shocked me. And, and, you would think it would get better at some point. I know the majors, there are a lot of teams that are in the same boat, but it seems like the Brewers are more in the bottom half of that bad-hitting boat. Uh, They have to improve that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But in their division, you are right. Uh, I think that Flaherty injury is huge Huge. for the Cardinals. I respect that guy immensely, and yes, you're right. I, I think now, if they can get anything out of Yelich, and if Hura can ever get back to, to something and just with what they've got and what they've been able to do so far and with Hayter doing what he's done and whatever, I, I think they, they they are definitely uh, in the division race, if not win it. And then, you know, if they can compete with the, with the big guns, you know, the Dodgers and the Padres and the whatever the world remains to be seen. But I think they will definitely be in it.
0: By the way, it says that you work in the toy department on your Twitter profile. What does that mean?
1: i i always try to remind myself that even on days when it's crazy when you're running all over god's green earth and and you're working you know long days and long hours i still have a job that most people would want to do on an everyday basis and get to deal with some fun people and fun stuff like Giannis or jimmy johnson today of nascar
0: fame or whatever so uh yeah i I get to do some pretty cool stuff and in your twitter cover Photo. It's the Mike McCarthy show going back years. Who is that with you with the gigantic brown beard, and you are just totally clean shaven? You know, it's like opposites <laughs> here. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our policy at the station is, uh, you know, clean shaven. We're like the Yankees, so that is Aaron Ripkowski.
0: Oh, okay. Yep.
1: Yeah, he looks more like Mountain Man or uh, Duck Dynasty or whatever.
0: He looks right? miserable.
1: No, he's actually a really good guy. He's just more reserved. He's, oh,
0: okay. He was, Like, we talked beforehand or whatever,
1: and I think he was less comfortable in front of the camera. He does a lot of video game, podcast playing, you know, Twitch-type stuff now. Uh, But, yeah, I think he was one of those guys who just wasn't wasn't as used to the media, you
0: know? All right, well, this was unbelievable. Lance Allen on Twitter, at Lance Allen. The Allen, of course, with an A, at Lance Allen, A-L-L-A-N, at Lance A-L-L-A-N. The amazing uh, Wisconsin sports and Packers insider for TMJ4, NBC Milwaukee. Thank you so much, Lance. Great catching up with you, buddy. Hope you're hitting them straight down the fairway, by the way.
1: I'm trying. I'm not practicing and playing enough, which
0: is my life story. Of course, of course. (laughs) Well, you're also a father of 3, so you're screwed, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh. If my golf game was pristine, I'd
1: never be home. So, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll just settle for the occasional great
0: shot. Well, listen, if you shoot bogey golf, you're still you're still close and you can still make some decent shots here and there and you're still better than, you know, 60 percentile of America. So, you you, you take that and run with it, right? Hey, if you were single and playing all the time shooting in 80, you'd be you'd be okay with it, but you you, you know, you're always going to have a bad round, no matter what. I don't care if you're if you're two handicap. I don't care if you're a 25. You're always going to have a bad round. So you know what? If we if we take one end and, and, and take the other end and com, and combine them, that it's golf. You know, golf golf is hard. You know, it's not easy. You know, that's where I'm at. I'm with you, brother. All right, Lance. Thank you so much. Continued success. Thank you, Mike. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, and our great friends. At Ken's Auto Detailing. Make sure you go into Ken's. I'm telling you, when you drive off the lot, it feels like you have a brand new car. They've got the chrome detailing, the inside-outside wax and wash, you name it. Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail shop of the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter, at Sports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games.